You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step-by-step how to meet and seduce beautiful women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week-long fling, or a long-term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com, dating coach for shy men, helping all the shy guys out there get to the point where they are no longer shy so they can meet the women that they want. And maybe you might want to meet a woman in a different way that I have yet to talk about much on the podcast. That's why yet to talk about much, meaning I've only talked about it maybe once or twice over the span of the five years I've been doing this podcast. And we're talking about matchmaking, matchmaking. And I have one of the top matchmakers, if not the top matchmaker in Chicago, Annie Antonson. And we're going to be talking to her and asking her all about matchmaking. So you might want to know what matchmaking entails, how it works, why it's beneficial, what to look out for. Now, I'm not necessarily encouraging you to do matchmaking. It's it's up to you, but I am encouraging you to definitely open your eyes to all the different ways to meet women because there are many ways. You can meet women online, in person, matchmaking, through networking events and parties and all sorts of ways to meet women. Why not use all of them and check it out? And of course, this is a little bit different because matchmaking is something that you invest in. So it's different than all the other ways to to meet women. But it is still something that is very helpful for some people. And, and apparently, Annie has a 95% success rate. So open your eyes and at the very least, just uh, be entertained by some information here, even if matchmaking is not something you want to try out. But you can just listen and hear about how it works so you can get an idea because you probably heard about it before but don't know much about it until now. So here is my chat with Annie, top matchmaker in Chicago. Hey, Annie, good to have you on the podcast finally. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you here. You work for Matchmake Chicago. And how long have you been doing this for? So I have been doing it probably the last five years. But this is actually a family business. So the company I work for was started by my parents 30 years ago. So they've been doing this forever, You know, before online dating, before everything. So I started getting into it full time maybe about the past five years, but I've always I've kind of grown up in a matchmaking family. So this is pretty much, you know, something we specialize in. How long has the company been around? Since nineteen eighty three they started it. Whoa. Yeah. Longer than we've both been alive. Right. Yeah, before I was born. So been a while. That's been a while. That's that's crazy. And then I remember you said this to me earlier when we hung out. I think it was you or both you and your mom were working with the millionaire matchmaker or something, Mm -hmm. or you were doing something with TV. What was that about? So I actually got connected with her just through social media. You know, just being in the matchmaking industry, we all kind of, you know, connect with each other and try to help each other out as far as matching our clients and databases, things like that. It turned out that she was looking for matchmakers to help her with a specific project. So we got involved with her. We actually ended up matching her, finding her a boyfriend, and just kind of you know built a relationship with her through that. She ended up producing a show based on our company, all about dating in Chicago. And yeah, just kind of went from there. 
Cool. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great. So yeah, no, I think it'd be good for guys to learn a little bit about matchmaking. I think it's it's a little mysterious because if you don't, if you've never done it or never inquired about it, you don't really understand what it's all about or how it can help. And I feel that I'm very for guys in any way, you know, meeting women, whether it be through online, through a matchmaker, through talking to someone at a club, whatever it may be. You know, I think that all ways of meeting women are great. And I think that the matchmaking sector is something that is somewhat overlooked, maybe because people have heard it's expensive or they don't understand the value of it, or maybe the success rate or, or things like that. I'm curious, first of all, what who are the clientele? What kind of guys and well, men and women, both men and women, who are they that sign up for, for matchmaking? So pretty much the clients that I deal with are men and women who are relationship focused. You know, they really are looking for a serious relationship. So, you know, they want to have someone. That's kind of their goal. But it depends. You know, everyone's in a different situation. They might be sick of online dating where it hasn't really been working that well for them. Or they might be busy professionals and they don't really want to spend the time online or they don't want to be as exposed online. They like the confidentiality of it. They like that it's simple. One-on-one dating. It makes it really easy to meet someone. Everyone's kind of in the same situation. So it's just people looking for a serious relationship. Okay, got it. Okay, cool. And what is what are the age demographic usually of of both men and women? Is there like anything specific? Like do you do you have eighteen year olds? Do you have seventy year olds? Like where where is it lie? Honestly, the age range varies. So I have clients as young as like I wouldn't say eighteen, but probably like twenty, twenty five. And then it goes all the way up to like 60, 65. So I have clients who are, you know, maybe ready for marriage and they've never been married before and they want a serious relationship. Or I have clients who just want to meet new people. But then I also have clients who, you know, they're divorced and they haven't dated in, you know, however long. And so they kind of want to get back on the dating scene and meet someone. So it really just varies. It's very situational. Okay. Okay. Got it. You know, I, I know that there is a, I, I figured this out through my own process that there is definitely a skill to matchmaking. And I'll, I'll tell you a quick story of why. Because I remember this was years ago. This was maybe back in I don't know, 2010, 2011, where I had a friend. And I, so what I would do is basically I would just, I would be meeting girls and I'd have guy friends. And then I would just set them up only because I was like, oh, yeah, they're a cool person. Like I like him, I like her. And then I would just put them together. And I'd only did it a handful of times, but it never worked out until I realized later, it's not just about putting two people together because they're single. There's something more to it, I'm sure. And so I'm kind of curious to hear about that. Like, What's the process? Like, First of all, what is your success rate? And then how do you get to that point? Like, How do you know how to match people up so, so it actually works? So I would say our success rate is probably somewhere between like 90 to 95%. And that's really because we work with our clients hand in hand, you know, every week. So yeah, it just doesn't happen overnight. So it's not like, oh, I know this single person, the same age group, let's put you together. It's really about getting to know the person, what they like, what they don't like, what works, what doesn't work, maybe putting them on a few trial dates and seeing, you know, what did they like about that person? What didn't they like? And then also getting feedback from that other person. So the other side of the day, what is this person doing that maybe they need to work on? So it's really about building that relationship with that person and getting to know them on another level. 
and then putting them in situations where they're going to find people who are compatible to what they're looking for that they maybe wouldn't meet otherwise. So do you have really intensive notes like in a file for mm-hmm. for each client? You must like everything so you can know when you're looking at each file like how to match them up or how does that work? Absolutely. So we definitely have, you know, notes on what they're looking for, what they think they're looking for. But then it's also it's really just about putting them out in front of people who kind of fit their categories, but also, you know, putting them in front of people they wouldn't normally meet. So, you know, they might on their own think that this person isn't right for them. But then after you actually go on that date and you meet someone, sometimes things will change. You know, you might have a connection with someone that you don't normally think that you would. So Basically, it's kind of like what they think they're doing hasn't really been working. So let's try something different. Well, do you have any examples of that? Of anyone you've worked with where you've had to do something like that? or? Well, I have clients who will... you know, Initially, they'll come to me and they'll say, I want someone with this list of characteristics. You know, They have to be six foot. They have to be blah, blah, blah. They have to make this much money. But at the end of the day, I could put them out with someone who has all of those qualifications, but you might not have a connection with that person. It might be a total dud. And then you might go out with someone who, you know, maybe isn't six foot, maybe they're five nine, five ten, but you have a really great connection and all that other stuff doesn't really matter as much. So what do you think matters the most then? Like where 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 do you find it where a certain quality matters more in terms of two people connecting? Because it sounds like the superficial stuff is what people more more so say, but that it sounds like that's not what it is. Or sure, what do you think? Obviously, like real, like ideally, people are going to have what they want, right? Like they're going to have what they ideally would want in a relationship. The physical characteristics; those aren't as important. What it really is is just being open. I think that's a big thing, like being open to meeting people and just giving other people a chance. You know, you should have just certain things that you want. Like if you do want a serious relationship, you have your negotiables of things that, you know, you won't really budge on. But for the most part, you know, most people, like I said, sometimes they think they want certain things and then they just really just going out and meeting people and seeing how they connect with that person. Right. And seeing how it works. That's interesting. Is it expensive? I mean, can can an average guy join and try to get a match? Like, how does that work? Yeah, absolutely. So matchmaking is affordable for anyone who wants to make dating a priority. So if you think about it, people are online dating. They're spending money on wasted dates. They're spending money getting ready for these dates. This is someone who is serious about having a relationship. They're going to put them a little bit of money. It's not super expensive where it's going to be unaffordable for people who want to do it, but it's people who are definitely trying to make this a priority. You know, they're going to spend a little bit extra as, you know, because they want to meet someone and what they're doing is not working. So they're serious about it, but it's not crazy expensive. A lot of people think it's, you know, too much for them or whatever. It's not. If you want to do it, you want to make it a priority, you could definitely afford it. Yeah. I mean, expensive is relative, right? You know, right. A I mean, poor person will, finding a dollar on the ground is a lot different than a millionaire finding a dollar on the ground. Exactly. Yeah. And people will spend money on frivolous things. But when it comes to your personal life, like that's something you should really invest in. Right. No, I agree with that. I mean, if, if what you're saying is you're matching people up at a 95% or 90 to 95% success rate 
which is insanely high, uh, then you figure it'd be worth the investment to find someone who is going to be your partner for life. You know, that's, that's a, huge. Like, you can't put a number on that. If you found someone who is, you know, the love of your life, then the money doesn't matter. That's what it's all about. Right. Yeah, I always say to guys too is, you know, guys who can't afford coaching with me and they can't invest in it, you're going to invest one of two things, either time or money or both. Right. So be prepared that if you feel like you're struggling in meeting someone, which you know you shouldn't feel ashamed that you are. Many guys are. I did for a long time. A lot of people do. It's just you're going to have to either... No matter what, you're going to have to invest time. You're going to have to invest time in learning how to meet someone, learning how attraction works, things like that, or just taking the time to go on a lot of dates so you can find out what you like and what works and if you match with someone. Or you can fast forward that process and you can invest some money into the matchmaking process and work exactly. with you know a company like with you girls and just kind of get that part handled for you. So it's time still, but but not as much, I guess. Right. You're cutting out those dates that really you're not, you know, when you meet them, you automatically know, right? A lot of times you you can tell right away. When you're online dating, it's a little bit difficult. You don't there's only so much to go on. You know, you don't really get the whole story about the person. You're not really sure if they're being 100% honest. When they come through us, you know that everything they're saying is 100% true. It's kind of like that validation that you're going to be excited to meet that person. Do you do background checks? We do. Mm-hmm. So you have verified that the person... No, what if you do a background check and that person's been in jail? Do you take them on as a client or do you reject them? We usually reject them. Ooh, damn. Mm-hmm. Not giving those jailbirds a chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, why do, why do you reject them? What do you think the reason is? If there's some situational things, it kind of depends. And we'll be 100% honest with the person we're matching them with. You know, this was the, search, the situation. Are you comfortable with this? If not, you know, as long as we're upfront about it. For the, but for the most part, we do background checks to make sure that, you know, they're single. You know, they don't have any criminal history. Oh, wait, wait. That was interesting. You do background checks to make sure they're single. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they could be married, or I don't know. I, got, I don't know how you'd find out if they're dating someone through a background check. But so you're saying, so you make sure they're not cheating, right? Yeah, I mean, some people, you know, when you're online, you don't know if they're married or not married or what the situation is. But yeah, we definitely want to make sure that they're 100% single. They're not in a relationship, as you know, the best that we can. For the most part, people aren't gonna, going to invest in a matchmaker unless they are. But you just never know, right? Yeah, you never know. Oh man, that's interesting. Okay. So you do the background checks to make sure that it's all clean. And then, yeah, so you know you're getting a person of, I guess, quality. Of course, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Okay, cool. What else? What, what, what are some other... like? Do you have any stories of anyone that maybe you've worked with recently that are interesting? Like guys that you've worked with where you successfully matched them or maybe it wasn't working out for a while and then finally it did? Anything like that? I mean, a lot of times I always tell my clients it only takes that one person. So you can go on a series of dates and it's not working out, it's, nothing's clicking, but then you meet that one person and everything changes. So, like I said, it just depends on the person. This is kind of a weird time because people aren't really meeting. So it's been a little bit more difficult to have that connection, but it's also nice because you can build that emotional connection with someone too. So, like Netflix blind date style. Yeah, exactly. 
they're in the pods. They can't really see each other. They can't go out, but you build that emotional connection with someone. And sometimes that's a little bit better. Yeah, no, totally. Have you been setting people up on, on virtual dates, like, like FaceTime dates or Skype mm-hmm. dates? So yeah, I've been setting people up. So people are still trying to meet people during this time. You yeah. know, my clients, some of them have put themselves on hold, but most of them are really interested in meeting people still. You know, they're, they have a lot of free time. They're at home. You know, they're working from home. So they really are looking for a social connection because they're very limited. So with us, it's kind of nice because they can have that person to kind of talk to and you know set up a virtual date with. And so yeah, I've been kind of transitioning from actual dates to just doing some virtual dates and like FaceTime dates, things like that. Cool. What do you think is a common thing that men say to you that they want in a woman that never ends up mattering. So I'll give you an example. Maybe you can maybe you'll have a few. Like, you know, a guy might be like, I really want a girl who likes the same music that I like. Like I'm really into country music, whatever, only mm-hmm. to find out that that doesn't matter. And I don't mean it doesn't matter like in your opinion, but the guy actually finds out, oh, you know what? In the long run that that never really mattered in the first place. Do you have any examples of anything like that? Like characteristics or qualities that someone may look for only to realize it didn't really matter. Mm-hmm. So recently, actually, I signed up a guy and he was really into bike riding and motocross and like motorcycles. And that was a huge thing for him because that's kind of like his, like a part of his lifestyle. You know, he wants someone who's going to go on his motorcycle and who's going to do all these active things with him. But it, that's not really a basis of compatibility, right? Because if you like someone, you're going to kind of compromise. You're going to try different things that maybe you wouldn't normally try. So if I, you were really into someone and they like those things, like, sure, I'll try you know, different things. Do you have to have someone who just because they like motorcycles, they're going to like you or you're going to like them? Not necessarily. So what do you think it is that really connects people the most? Like values? I would say values, what they're looking for in a relationship. Yeah, things like that. Have you read the book Eight Dates? I have not. Okay, I recommend this to you and anyone else who's listening. So, Eight Dates is a book by John Gottman and his wife, and they're both like data scientists. And mm-hmm. they basically they've written many books, but this is a book that recently came out called Eight Dates. And every day, it's a date with a different topic, and it's all the most important topics or parts of a relationship. So for example, one's on money, one is on sex, mm-hmm. one's on kids, one's on adventure, one is on spirituality. Like all the most important things in a relationship right. or that cause trouble in a relationship oh. and cause issues. Yeah. Right, exactly. So so anyways, it's called Eight Dates. And what you do is you read... It's a very quick, easy read book. And every chapter is a new date. And you read about it. And you're supposed to do it with the person you're dating. And it can be even someone you just met. Or it can be someone you've been in a you know 40-year marriage with. So it doesn't really matter. And it's about going over some of these topics and learning more about them so that you really understand what the other person envisions in terms of whatever the topic is. Again, money, sex, adventure, right. spirituality. So it's like you guys can not necessarily get on the same page. So the whole thing about the book isn't so you guys can agree. It's just so you guys can understand each other's viewpoints 
and mindsets around each of these topics. And I, I, that just triggered my head because I'm thinking about matchmaking and matching people right. up. And these are probably conversations that that people have. Anyways, I recommend you check it out because it's it's interesting. Even if you're you know, even if you're listening to this now and you're and you're single, which I know most guys are, it's still an interesting book to learn about what are the biggest conversations in a relationship. And it's these eight eight ones. Again, not based on opinion, but all based on data in terms of what has caused divorce and breakups and, and things like that. That is interesting. And also one of the things that we do do, this kind of reminds me of that is we do match them on different characteristics as far as how they feel on, you know, sex, religion, finance sociability, temperament, things like that. And because that those are huge factors in finding compatibility in a relationship. So not only do they have to line up on those levels, like you said, but they should find kind of a compromise and see how they feel on those different topics. Right. Good word there. Compromise. That's kind of what the book is about. It's like, can you... And the thing is, is you might not be able to find a compromise. You guys might find out that you're... Again, not that different is bad because different can still work, but you see in such different ways that you're not able to, you know, respect maybe the other person's value, or it just doesn't it doesn't connect well. It doesn't click well. Like if if one person you know wants to, let's just say, spend a lot of their money in in one area, and then the person they're with likes to save, well, you know, that's right incompatible. Like t- two opposites, right? And that is kind of one of the questions we ask. We do do some different attitude profile tests to kind of figure out not necessarily how much money they have or how financially stable they are, but what are their views on that? You know, are they more conservative or are they more spendthrift? Well, they'll spend money and they don't really think about it. So how does that prioritize to them? Because in the long run, it is really difficult to match people who are two completely opposite in both directions. So that definitely is important. So what are some other areas you said in, in those topics? So we match them based on sex. So not really how important sex is. Obviously, sex is important. But how romantic are you? You know, Are you more into PDA? Are you more into holding hands? Things like that. Are you more romantic? Religion. Is religion a big, important thing to you? Or do you want someone who's super religious? Or are you more spiritual? You know, you're a little bit more open. Finance. Like I said, if someone's a little bit more conservative or if they're not, that's usually a big issue in a relationship. Sociability, you know, are you more introverted or extroverted? Do you kind of get along with someone who's more introverted? Things like that. Conformity, you know, kind of how you adapt in a relationship. Yeah, things like that. Cool. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then it's just about pairing those people together. Right. It's just about you know making sure that they're compatible on those levels. Because in a relationship, in the beginning, people are going to kind of come up to meet each other, right? When everything's good and great. And you know, you're, everyone's kind of in that me too phase where like, I like to do this. Well, me too. But in the long run, you're going to go back to how you are and how your values are. And that might not actually be compatible with that person. So we kind of try to keep people around the same level from the get-go. Right. Yeah, it's interesting too. You can get into a relationship with someone and and be all excited and oh wow, that person's really different. And I'm willing to try some of these things or, or dig into like, you know, with their interests and vice versa. But if you guys end up getting into a long relationship, you'll find out. You're gonna go back to the core of who you are and how you feel on these certain things. So it sounds like you have to make it compatible on that level, on the core of who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. Cool. 
Awesome. Uh, anything else that you that you want to add, or anything else interesting that that you've you found, or anything you want to teach anyone out there who doesn't have any idea about matchmaking or anything like that? I think matchmaking is just you know people aren't super familiar with it. They think that it's like you said, it's expensive. It's for you know people who maybe are just you know they can't get into a relationship. You know they don't know how to talk to women. That's not necessarily the case. It's just people who are looking for the right type of person. So they're serious about finding a relationship. You know, they want someone of quality. They want to maybe not spend as much time doing it. It's like a friend who has all these friends to set you up with, right? So it kind of cuts out a lot of the gray area where you're like, you know, you're scared of rejection, things like that. It makes it really simple. Cool. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. cuts out all the BS and all the waste of time, it sounds like. Right. It's like, I have this friend who's great. You're going to like him. Just sometimes people need a little push. Yeah. No, not for me. Because I, 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 like I said, I've definitely <laughs> had some failed matchmaking. Although one time, but this was not because of matchmaking. I was at a bar with my buddy and he goes, do you know that girl? And it was a girl that I went to camp with some years sure. ago. I was like, oh yeah, I know her. He goes, can you introduce me? I'm like, yeah, sure. So I go over and I just I walk him over to her. I go, hey... This is so and so. This is so and so. You guys should meet. And I just walked away. And now they're married with two kids. Oh, so, amazing! So I like to take the credit for it, but <laughs> it's not like I did anything. I just introduced them. But based on my friend requesting it too, so it's like, right. but you know what? I'll, I'll take the credit. Yeah, I'll take the credit. Yeah. But that's as far as I've gone with my with my matchmaking success. I only just mm-hmm. kind of help guys, you know, be able to find women on online or approach them in person and, and things like that. So if guys want to work with you or want to tap into matchmaking, can they work with you if they don't live in Chicago? Or do you recommend they, they find someone in their local city? Or what, what can they do? So absolutely. So I work with clients all over the country. Our home base is in Chicago. So our website is matchmakechicago.com. But I work with clients all over. So it doesn't really matter where you live. You know, We're very more national. So we have other... Offices, I work with a big network of matchmakers. So you can definitely work with us no matter where you live. Awesome. Cool. Well, I'll put that link in the show notes, the episode notes for, for guys to check out. Annie slash Ann slash Anna, thank you so much for being here and, <laughs> and sharing uh, some knowledge. It's, uh, it's been a while since I've talked to a matchmaker. Mm-hmm. I think I interviewed a matchmaker maybe three years ago on the podcast. And I don't remember what it was about. So it was good to have this one back and, and have yeah. you here to talk about it. Um, I know we've known each other for a while now. And uh, sure. it's, it's, I do recommend anyone, if they're, if they're going to do matchmaking or want to try it out, definitely work with, with you ladies and, and definitely inquire if it's something that you're interested in. So anyway, thanks for being here and thanks for doing it. Well, thank you for having me. 